0: If, if, if we look at, at uh, in Genesis 3, the first time when Adam and Eve sinned also, who did the Lord speak to? I think it's in Genesis 3 verse 9 where the Lord called out to Adam, not to Adam and Eve, not to Eve, He called out to the man, He called out to Adam, and He said, Adam, where are you god is calling out to all the men and say, where are you um, even even if it wasn't his his fault initially like she ate the, the fruit first however because he was put first his position is first he is the one that needs to take responsibility for what's happening in his household. And um, there's this one a, a, a guy on the internet, this doctor, Tony Evans, he exp- explains this quite good. He said, he says that if you, have a, if you have a messed up man, then you have a messed up family. If you have a messed up family, you have a messed up church. If you have a messed up church, you have a messed up city, country, continent, earth. So if you want to have a, a good continent, to live on a good country, to live on a great city, to live in with strong illuminating churches that comes from awesome families, you need a man that walks with God. Because the man is first, he was created first because what happens if there is not a strong man in the family? Here goes society. And if we look all around us today what is happening in society? What's there that we allow to happen because we don't stand up for what's wrong in society? And it starts with us, it starts with us as men. So, because the man was first, the man was first, he is to pour the foundation of his household. And anything else that you build on that will depend on the strength of the man. And there's a role, and I might call up Marissa quickly, there's also a role that a woman has to play. So it's not always up to the men, there's always two sides to the story. But the man lays the foundation, but what comes after that? How do you build the rest of the house? Marissa will share.
1: I'll, I'll make it quick. quick. He said quick, you have one sentence. No, but I think this is such a profound uh, message that Johannes is bringing that the Lord put on his heart because we know first and foremost, Jeremiah 29:11 says that the Lord knows that the plans and the purposes that he has for us, amen? And every man sitting in this room and every man since Adam that God has created has a purpose, There is a plan. There is something that God calls you to do. First of all, he calls you to be a son. He wants to be a father to you. And secondly, he's got a plan for you as a man. And the moment you get married, when we got married about five years ago, I remember the first thing that the Lord really pressed in on my heart is that as a married woman, I now not just receive a position as Mrs., but I receive in the spirit a mandate, And this blew my world, and this is one of the things that I felt the Lord really in our ministry has given me a mantle to teach women that our role in the spirit, we have a position and we have an authority as intercessors. What is an intercessor? It means I stand in the gap for the man. He cannot get to his calling without the prayers of the wife. And if you're not married yet, you can still start applying that. You can still start to pray. You can pray for your sons. You can pray for your uh, brothers. You know, our prayers carry weight. They carry authority. And they carry much, much power. So there is a huge role on women to actually make sure that, because the enemy will always come for them first. It's our job to pray. Amen.
0: Thank you. That was quick. I thought it was going to be a bit longer. but Well done, Marissa. So uh, let's let's look at uh, 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 Genesis 3 verse s- s- 7 to 8. Genesis 3 verse 7 to 8. Okay, and it says there, it's uh, after they sinned it says they um then the eyes of b- 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 both of them opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves c- c- coverings. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So then, their eyes, then the eyes of both of them opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. And then they hid themselves. So here's Adam and Eve and they they walked with the Lord every day constantly and they they knew God. They knew also that He's omnipresent, He's everywhere, okay. And now here comes Adam and he he says, Let's let's hide from God. So, how does that work? Because they knew God is present everywhere. So now they want to hide from an ever-present God. And they took leaves to to make for themselves something uh, to wear. So now, there's this thing of they are in the garden, so that's their home. And then they took the leaves, that's that's from their resources, from their job, so they took what the Lord handed them the 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 blessings that they received from God, they take that, and now they try to hide from god that it doesn't make sense, like how do you take what you receive from God, and now use that to hide from God, and there's there's is a, a big thing there's m- m- many of us guys you know that we're still hiding from God today we can we, we can be in church and still hide from god it, it might be because of of um, fear of the unknown it might be because of of sin that we did that we're not that we we, we don't want um, someone to know. We we feel that we must hide it from God. It might be because of someone in church that hurt us or someone that spoke a true word and it offended us. So now we hide away from church. We we hide away from God. But the, the thing is, People will always hurt you and uh, uh, disappoint you. But it's not worth it to use that as an excuse to run from God and to hide from God. Let's not hide from God. Let's turn to Genesis 2 verse 15. And it says there, Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it. So the Lord God took Adam, that's now after he made him, and he, he put him in the, the garden of Eden to tend it and to keep it. So the Lord actually said, Hey, Adam, here's for your house or garden, and here's for your job. He, he, he blessed him with a house, he blessed him with a job and resources, And he said to tend it and to keep it now if you look at the word tend it means to to serve in the hebrew it means to to serve and to produce to be productive so that in the end there's more than you started off with so i believe that the lord wants to speak to us as well as men as what do we have in our hands now resources wise, with our jobs, our skills or whatever and how do we use that faithfully that something that he handed us, how do we use that faithfully to bless his kingdom, to grow in the resources that he blessed us with See, God expects us to maximize what we have And to use the gifts, what we have, wherever we are, to maximize those resources. So we need to tend it. We need to serve. It's a strange thing there, but we need to serve what He has handed us. And by serving God with His resources, it multiplies and we grow. It's not just for ourselves, for our own uplifting. And the next word is to keep. So he put him in the, the, the garden of Eden to tend it, to serve it, and to keep it. Now that word "keep" in the in the Hebrew means um, that the Hebrew word is "shamar." It means watchman. It means to watch over it. So the Lord uh, uh, God told um, Adam. He told the man. So he, he told us guys. This is now yours. Your home, your household, your job, your resources. You need to tend it, work with it, multiply it. But you also need to protect it. You need to look over it. You need to to watch over it. The the, the question is, is why? Like, I mean, it was a perfect world. There's Adam. There's Eve. There's God. There's a garden, it's good fruits and foods and everything. And they walk with him every day. It's, life is good. Like, why do you need to tend it? Why do you need to keep watch over it? Because the Lord knew, in Genesis three, He knew that keep watch because there's a snake in the garden. There's always something that wants to come and try and steal what the Lord has given to you. The resources, the gifts, He's, he's there to steal from your garden. And, and that's why the Lord wants us to protect our households from the snake. And keep that snake away from your garden. And that which the Lord entrusted to you as a man. Amen. Does that make sense so far? Okay. So it's your job to keep the snakes out of the the, the garden and away from your house. Let's turn to uh, 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 Genesis 2, verse 16 and 17. Genesis 2, verse 16 and 17. Okay, and it says there, and the Lord God commanded the man. He didn't suggest, he didn't ask him, The Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. So the Lord God commanded Adam. He didn't ask him. He didn't suggest him. He talked with him with authority. Because why? And that's the first fact, and you can put that one on, Lauren. As a male who planned to be a man, he must position himself under the divine authority of God alone. So God commanded him, the divine God that created everything. And he did that also for a reason so that Adam, the man, submit under his authority and his authority alone. So for the, 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 the man in the house, the same as, as, as Adam, the word of God, not friends or Facebook or YouTube or some Instagram happy feel thingy, has a say in your life, the word of God has the final say in your life. This is the only authority that you must have in your life. So, as a male who planned to be a man, he must position himself under the divine authority of God alone. Okay, and the next thing is, why do you think... Why do you think... God did not allow them to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Why were they not allowed? Because, I mean, there's also good. And if you know the good, then you know to resist the evil. Like why were they not allowed to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil? And I believe the answer is, if you want to be the man that God called you to be, he wants you to live from revelation, not reason. He wants you to live from revelation, not reason. Because why, why, what happens with us if we are men of reason? Is then we talk a lot, but we don't do anything and we don't get anywhere. Like you can talk about everything in church, is there hell, is there heaven, is there truth, absolute truth, is there really a God, like this and that. You can talk your way out of faith, you can talk your way away from God, you can talk your way out of church, and what we see on a weekly basis is the people begin to criticize everything in church. Because that's what happens when we live from reason and our own knowledge, and not revelation from God. Is we begin to criticize Him and everything He does. Oh, but this church, this, and oh, but that guy and this, whatever. We, when we live from reason, we move away from God. As simple as that. He wants us to live from revelation. He wants us to live from revelation. And many of us when we, when we hear the c- c- scriptures, you know that the husband is the head of the house, his wife must submit, and all of that. We like to hear that because it sounds great. It gives me a position, it gives me a, t- a title. But what we see more more often is it doesn't give you a a title, it gives you entitlement. Because now you have the position and the authority, but what we see around us, not taking responsibility. And that's what the Lord wants us to hear today, that we also need to take responsibility for our households as men. For instance, and please don't raise your hand now, but who of us here, and it, it happened to me as well sometimes, who of us here, as guys now, are here because your wife said so? She asked you to, or the kids asked you to. They pull you to church because they're hungry for, for more. They, 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 they want you to take up your position. And, and they want you to be the, the spiritual leader in your house, but nah, got stuff to do. Like if if that's you, then I ask you now that the roles be changed today, that you make that a decision today that you will be the one like Adam and you lead your household. To God, you take your wife and kids to church, even if th- 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 they are not in the mood. You decide that you go to church. You decide the church that you go to. Because that also sometimes happens. Kids decide because they feel happy here or there. No, no. You're the guy, you're the spiritual leader in the house. You decide. Amen? So it, it's time to reverse those roles of who leads the house spiritually. The Lord, the Lord put that, as, the, as it works now in the law of first mention, He put that on, on Adam. He created him first. He gave him that authority, which comes with responsibility. And that relates to all of us men here. We are the spiritual leaders in our house. Um, One last scripture, and then I'm going to turn things around a little bit. Joshua 24, verse 15. And it says the following. And if it seems evil... To you to serve the lord choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve so we need to choose who we serve whether the the, the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the amorites in whose land you dwell and now hear what he says now our friend joshua he says But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So, here's a man. He hears God. He walks with the Lord, and he says he decides. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's not. Let's 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 have a a meeting of the family. Okay, cool. Let's vote. You want to serve... Buddha. Okay, well, it's not working. Who's that other guy? Muhammad, he's dead. Um, let's vote. No, there is no vote. There is no vote. You decide who will you and your household serve today. And for me, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's, that's done. So... The Lord is asking us again today as men, guys, where are you? Where are you? And it's not a, I think this is also a slide. This is not a question of your physical location, it's a question of a position of your heart. Not where are you? I'm in church, I'm in Ventuk. It's where are you in your walk with God? And as i said as a, a man's role is the foundation of our society if the man isn't shaky society is shaky and the only way for us as men to have strong foundations is when we submit ourselves under the rule and the lordship of jesus christ because he is the word he is the truth not society amen and what's interesting is once once you accept and once you submit under the rule of God under the rule of it it it, it, it Jesus and once you take up your role that he has for you then you don't have to hide from him anymore because we hide because of sin. Sin keeps us hidden in the dark, away from God, not wanting to go out because what would people think? Me, myself, and I, like you isolate yourself the man who isolates himself, destroys himself. Like sin keeps us away from God. But once we accept him, once we make that dis- 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 decision, we will submit unto him, we can come out of hiding. Because we, 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 when we're out, we walk in his ways, we walk in his light. And it says in Isaiah 58 that the cl- cl- glory of the Lord will have our backs. So we have Galatians 6, is it, with the, the armor of God? Ephesians, it's all there in front, so we have that, but also when we walk in His ways, Isaiah 58 says that His glory will cover our rears as well, so we're fully covered with God. We just need to step out of hiding and to turn back to, 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 to God and make that decision. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen? Amen. And I know that this Fizz bit, it, it's sounded a bit harsh, but it's something that needs to be said. But you know what? There's also good news. If we look back at the first Adam, the one in, in, in the beginning of the Bible, he, he messed things up for all of us. And him and Eve, they didn't do a good job, okay? so now we sit with all of that but it talks in scriptures about a second adam it talks about jesus being the second adam and like i can know for us many of us we didn't grow up with a with a true biblical worldview of a godly man or husband or whatever so we, we walk with that, or we might know what it is and how it should be, and we may have lived that way, but we stray off a little bit. Is good news. As the first Adam messed things up, there's Jesus. He's the second Adam. It says in 1 Corinthians 15. That another Adam, that's Jesus, he's the one that came to reconcile us back in relationship with the Father. He's the one that restored us back to the the Father. It's not that we have to now think like, okay, I guess I'm the um, the product now of, of my dad. I and mean, he was like that, so that's me as well now. Or whoever influenced in your life, you don't have to take that. You can make a decision that you are not your dad if you had a bad dad. You are not him. You are not your uncle, your granddad, or your father, or whoever. You are you, and you are the man God called you to be. And you can make a decision if you're going to look at human influences on your life, or are you going to look towards Jesus as the perfect example and act and live according to what he says about who you are, about what he called you to be. Because he called you to be first. He called you to have authority. He called you to be the responsible one. He called the first Adam. He put him there and he said, okay, cool, I'm going to send you all the animals and whatever, and you're going to name them. When you name them, you have authority over that because you give it a name. How about the the Father now and Holy Spirit now is pushing you Towards the new Adam the last Adam, Jesus and that you go and stand in front of the new the last Adam, Jesus and let him name you let him have authority over you and let you walk under his guidance and authority and not the world let him give you a new name let him say you are my son let him speak over you what he sees over you and accept that and not what the world says that you must be or how you should act. Jesus is the one that set the standard that we could look up to and follow. Now, how do we do that practically? It's not complicated, guys. How do we do that practically? Number one is set aside personal time with Jesus and His Word. You get into His Word and you pray. So you you learn more about the love of of the Father. And when you pray, you allow Him to speak over you what He sees about you. Let him influence you and that it cultivate that intimacy with him. And when you pray, you ask him, Lord God, reveal to me. Because why? We said the Lord wants us to live lives as what? From revelation, not from reason. So let's ask the Lord, Lord God, tell me what to do. Reveal yourself to me. Reveal what you want from me. In the evenings, if you can, instead of eating in front of the TV or meals, how about you sit around at a table while you eat, discuss with each other what the Lord speaks with you, what the Lord wants for us as a husband and a wife or family. Speak about the good things of God. Pray together. If you have kids and they live away far Call them and ask them, how are you? What's the Lord doing in your life? Can I pray for you? Because I'm your dad. I decide. Can I pray for you? Invest in your children. And if they are not there and they don't want to be prayed for, you send them a text or WhatsApp. They will read it. So you plant the seeds. Get involved in kingdom building through your church because there's, there's always more need than resources and the Lord said here's for your garden to tend and to keep as well what skills do you have in your hand, what ideas how can you use that and apply it in the kingdom or is it just for my own stuff, I want to build my own a castle, no no It's for the kingdom. Take notes in the sermon, and discuss that afterwards with your 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 family in the week. Like, what did the Lord speak to you about? What did He speak to you about? What did He speak to me about? And learn from each other. And also, men's groups every second Friday. Come there, and we'll talk more. It'll be good. So to conclude, to conclude, for us as men as well, as guys, we do not have to be like those people that had an influence in our lives. The second Adam now, that's Jesus. Like I said, he's calling us back to come to him that he can give us a new name. Let him be the one that you submit to. Let him be the one under whose authority you live your life. Let him be the one under whose authority you will lead your household. And Again, the question that's there today as well is for you. It's Johannes, Jacques, William, whoever. Where are you today? Will you and your household serve the Lord? He's calling you today to make that decision. And I believe today that, that we all sit with a choice. And like I know when I pre- prepared this, this the sermon, there's also quite a few things in my life that the Lord wants me to submit under His authority. He doesn't want me to leave it there because you can't submit half your life or just some. When you submit, you submit f- fully. When you make this a decision, to serve the Lord, it's not a, um, how do I put this nice? It's not a, a 50-50 thing to do. It's not a half something a decision. It's you either commit or not. But the Lord is up, is asking you today. He's asking you as, as men today, who's going to make that who's going to make that decision in your life. Okay, and I'm going to end the, today in the morning by inviting them in forward. If there's something that stirred in your heart this morning, if there's something that stirred and you feel like, yo, oh, there's something I need to submit to Lord, it might be one thing, it might be two, three things, But if you decide, yes, I'm going to be the one and I'm going to stand up and I'm going to submit my life to God, my household will serve the Lord. I want you to come and stand here in front. And I'm going to pray with you. We will go one by one. And before we do that, I'm actually... Um, I'm going to take a few seconds and ask you to just have your eyes not closed and ask the Lord now, where are you at with him? Is he also calling you? Or are you in a position where he knows where you are? But if he reveals to you that, yes, he's calling you as well, like, where are you? If that's you, I want you to come and stand in front and we'll pray with you. And with that, I'll end also the service. We'll pray with you. you, Jesus. Thank you for who you are, God. So that you, you can come and stand in front, and for the rest of us, I'm just going to end the service. We thank you, Lord, for this amazing morning, Lord Jesus. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your love, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that you are our Father. I thank you, Lord, that you are the one who define us. For us as men, but also for us as women. And wherever we are today, Lord God, in our walk with you, we know, Lord God, you are always calling us closer to you. I pray in our Holy Spirit that you reveal in our hearts if there's something that tries to keep us from fully submitting to you. Come and speak to us now, Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you also, Lord God, that you are the perfect example as a father. Yes, Lord, that you loved us so much that it says in John 3.16 that you sent your only Son to die for our sins and to restore us back to you. I, th- I thank you for such great love, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
1: Just as Johannes and Jacques is praying for some men in the front, I want to encourage you, if you are a man and there's also a need on your heart, there's something that you need breakthrough in your life or there's something that you feel, Lord, I just need someone else to stand with me in agreement. You're more than welcome to come to the front and the guys will pray for you. And the rest, I want to encourage you. If you want to join us afterwards, the fire is going. There's a brewery, there's a cool drink. Please come and join us outside. Um, but the guys will continue praying here until they've prayed for everyone. So if there's any need in your heart, please come to the front. Amen. Amen. Bless you,